the Terry, this is You Know Nothing Lucas Tribble, a podcast for only one person with only one reason, to catch Lucas Tribble up on Game of Thrones so we don't have to hear him complain anymore about how behind he is in the show. I'm Steve Renault. And I'm Lauren Duke. And a special warning, the show is only for Lucas Tribble and no one else. If you're not Lucas Tribble, we kindly ask you to cease listening and unsubscribe from this podcast right now. We'll wait while you do this. Good. It's just now Lucas. <laughs> Season five. So, Lucas, King Joffrey, dead. Marjorie now gets to marry his younger brother named Tommen. Tommen, much better person. So, remember, three kids of uh, Cersei and allegedly um, Jamie. We're pretty sure. Well, not allegedly. It's supposed to be Robert and Cersei, but it's really Robert and Jamie. I was about to say, Cersei's, Cersei's twin um, brother. So, anyway, Tomlin, uh, younger brother, much better person. Uh, Marjorie marries Tomlin, and, um, and Cersei really begins really loathing Marjorie because she seems to be like a better queen. The people in King's Landing really like her. And way back when, by the way, uh, this kind of like some good backstory, uh, Cersei gets a prophecy when she was a little girl that she'll have three kids. Those three kids will die. Uh, she will, uh, something about a new, young, more beautiful queen will like overthrow her. And um, also her little brother, her little brother or, little, or the little sibling or something will strangle yeah. her or choke her to death or something like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, well, who's that going to be? Is that going to be Tyrion? Is that going to be Jaime who kills her? Um, one of her children is now dead. She has two living children, but the prophecy says that those two children will also die at some point. And she's also freaking out because there's a new, young, more beautiful queen on the scene, and that is Marjorie. And so she's like, this is the person that I think is going to take me down. But we'll see about that. Uh, back up north, Stannis has captured uh, Mance Raider, the king beyond the wall, and uh, he's now at the stake because uh, Mance Raider will not uh, uh, swear fealty to, to Mance, I'm sorry, Mance Raider won't swear to fealty to Stannis, and Jon Snow, when he returns back to the wall, is elected the uh, leader of the Night's Watch, the Lord Commander, and... Uh, Mance Raider's about to be burned at the stake, and Jon Snow steps up, doesn't he, Lauren? Dude? Mm-hmm. He does, dead. but a lot of people aren't happy about Jon being named um, Lord Commander because he's so young. I mean, in the books, he's like 15. Like 14, 15. Yeah, in the, mo- or in the movie, in the show, he's much older. Um, so a lot of people don't like that. However, he's Lord Commander, so he's, he's got to, you know, take charge. Anyway, so back to Sansa and Littlefinger. Um, they're leaving the Vale. Well, real to... quick, John like kills Mance Raider while he's on the stake. Just to yeah, kinda... so he's being burned alive, being but John burned. John shoots him with an arrow. Yeah, to and put him out of a suffering. Which yeah. like so he he's got the respect of the Night's Watch, but he also a lot of folks in the Wildlings, the Free Folk. Like give respect to John too, because he didn't let their king suffer. Yeah, because they brought uh, they brought pretty much all of the wildlings through the wall. They captured after, them. Yeah. yeah, and they brought them brought them through the wall, and they were not happy about that. Um, so anyway, so um, 
So Sansa and Littlefinger leaving the Vale. Sansa doesn't know where they're going. Littlefinger does. Um, but turns out that Littlefinger is intending to marry Sansa to Ramsay Bolton. Um, because he is in charge at Winterfell and Littlefinger knows that having a Stark in Winterfell will, um, you know, give more validity to Ramsay's claim over Winterfell. And um, Sansa doesn't know that the Boltons... Are crazy? Are crazy. No. I don't think she does. No. She doesn't know all about, like, Theon the being flayed. Yeah. yeah, because that's their... That's their their sigil is a man. yeah. They like to they like to uh, skin people alive. Mm -hmm. They're kind of sadistic, but I yeah. I think Sansa's not thrilled about it. But I also think she's like I'm headed home. Mm -hmm. The Boltons are you know bannermen of my family, but she didn't realize the Boltons betrayed her family and kind of signed up with the Lannisters. I don't think she understands that until she no. gets there. Yeah. Okay. So she gets there and she finds Theon. Which um, his new, or his new name um, under Ramsay's control is Reek, and he's this really broken and um, just I mean kind of like half crazy man because he's tortured been, him. yeah he's been tortured he's been you know everything you can imagine. Um, so Sansa is married to Ramsay's in a um, a wedding out by the old. Uh, that weirwood tree. Yeah, weirwood, yeah, the wood. tree, yeah. Um, and their wedding night kind of doesn't go well for her. Not good. Because um, uh, yeah. uh, Ramsey's nuts. Yeah. And he is psychologically broken Theon down. In fact, Theon's yeah. sister leads a raid to come. Uh, her, uh, her name is Yara. Leads a raid mm -hmm. on Winterfell to rescue Theon. And Theon is so like broken down that he refuses to go with her. Uh, and so he's, he's kind of crazy. Yeah. And so, uh, Ramsey's is sadistic, I think, to put it lightly. Mm hmm So he just starts to torture Sansa because all he needs is her, her body and her name. He doesn't really need her mind. So he, yeah, he just tears her down. So anyway, so, um, Stannis decides that he's going to march towards Winterfell too. And, um, you know, it's heavy heavy snow because winter is coming. Yeah, a little Stark shout out there. Um, and uh, he he threatens Ramses and he says, you know, I'm on my way. Um, the, the one true king, you should bend the knee. Um, but that, Ramses doesn't really care. So Melisandre gets the bright idea to burn Stannis' daughter at the stake because she believes that sacrificing king's blood to the Lord of Light will favor their cause. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of... It's really messed up. Yeah, kind of sad. Um, really. Davos takes it the, the hardest because... Well, that girl told him loved, to read. Yeah, she had taught him to read, and Davos loves her. Um, so, burn her at the stake... Um, and the weather does turn in his favor, but the battle does not really go in his favor, um, because he is easily de defeated by the Boltons. Um, in, um, like, right after the battle is over, Stannis is wounded, but Brienne just kind of shows up and, uh, uh, kills him, because that was her whole intent all along, because... Mm -hmm. 
you know, Stannis killed his younger brother by that little smoke demon monster baby. And uh, so Brienne's just like, you know, I'm going to end it now. I'm going to kill you. And so she does. And, and uh, Stannis is no more. Yep. But he kind of went nuts. He was originally like this really like level-headed, probably would have been like the good, the right person to take over. Yeah. But by the end of it, he had gone so religiously fanatic that mm-hmm. he was not... He was not a good guy. No. I mean, I really wanted him to, you know, whip up on Ramsay because Ramsay is a terrible person. But Stannis would not have been a good king. But he's almost a terrible <laughs> person that you love to hate. Like, that's how bad Ramsay's was. Ramsay? I, I, or I, is. Yeah, I don't like, yeah. That's how bad he is. So cross the narrow seas. We're over at Essos. This is the eastern continent. Westeros is the western continent. Essos is the eastern continent. Arya has, you know, when we last saw her at the end of season four, she was traveling over to Bravos. She has gotten there, and there is the mysterious house of black and white. This is uh, where the collective of the faceless men uh, kind of are headquartered. Faceless men follow the faceless god, um, and... Uh, there she uh, begins learning how to become one of the faceless men through um, uh, Jakar. What, what's his name again? Oh, crud. What's his name? I think it's Jakar, right? Uh, oh, man. It's the person that uh, helped her escape from Hall and gave her the coin and basically that, you know, yeah, and to gain Val- entry. Valor Magoras, all men must die. All men must die. And so, um, anyway, so she uh, starts training to become a faceless man, which are basically like these assassins who can take on identities of the people that they kill. And um, the problem, though, is is that Arya has a bit of a beef to kind of take care of with a bunch of folks that she feels like betrayed her family. Joffrey, Cersei... I think Sansa is on her list. Walter Frey is on her list. So she has this, like, kill list. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the people on her kill list is Maren Trant. Maren Trant is the uh, knight in the Kingsguard who killed her uh, sword instructor, uh, Ciro from Bravos. And Mm. so she's like, I'm I'm going to straight up kill that guy. So she starts assassinating people on her list, uh, Maren Trant being, I think, one of the first ones without the blessing of the faceless men of the House of Black and White. That gets her in a good bit of trouble. And so for punishment of, you know, going off the reservation, she gets struck blind and uh, is kind of kicked out of the House of Black and White and is forced to live on the street. However, there is like this other girl that's named the Waif, who is also kind of small and terrifying and shows up occasionally just to beat the mess out of blind Aria on the streets. Just to teach her a lesson. Just to continue to mess with her. Um, over at King's Landing, this is the capital of Westeros where the king or queen sits. Uh, Cersei uh, neutralizes Marjorie, uh, the queen, the new queen that she's really suspicious of, by enlisting some religious fanatics of herself. It's a it's a season for religious fanatics. Hmm. Um and because uh, she really doesn't like how Marjorie's kind of making Tommen, the new king, do things. Uh, and so what she does is she strikes uh, an alliance with the leaders of like this new evangelical cult that's rising up in popularity named the Sparrows. And she appoints the head sparrow to kind of become the new high septon, kind of like the pope of the religion of the seven. And uh, they create something called the faith militant. And these people like 
really start enforcing, I think, laws that were already there but had just never really been enforced. And um, Think of the Spanish Inquisition, Yeah, basically. And no one inspects the Spanish Inquisition. Exactly. Um, so Marjorie's brother is named Loris. He's the Knight of Flowers. Loris, by the way, just a little flashback to Loris is gay and was actually Renly Baratheon's lover. Mm-hmm. True story. Mm-hmm. Even though Marjorie was uh, engaged to Renly Baratheon. No, they were married. Are they so married? He was, yeah, he was married to her sister, but he was banging her brother. Well, anyway, everybody knew about it and everybody was cool about it. Everybody was fine. So it's kind of like, this is a way that Westeros is a lot like the South. It's one of those things of, no, 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 hang on, hang on. It's one of those things of, we don't care what you do as long as you just don't make it public or, you know, just kind of like yeah. keep it keep it quiet, yeah. right? Everybody kind of knew Loras was gay. No one really cared. Yeah. But... Cersei wants to start messing with the Tyrell family, and so apparently being gay in Westeros is a crime. Mm-hmm. And so she has Loras rounded up and uh, thrown into the dungeon. She has Marjorie rounded up, too, um, for... I don't know what she has well, her... Well, because she... Oh, just because she because, was lying. Yeah, Cause, because... Cause she, everybody knew that, that he, Renly and Loras yeah. and Because he Marjorie, asked, did you know that your brother... Yeah. was doing this, and she said no, and all this kind of stuff, but they all knew she was lying. So Marjorie gets thrown in jail, Loris gets thrown in jail, Tommen is ticked off. Tommen is really upset because he really likes Marjorie. He really loves Marjorie. And she's a good deal older. Like, she's she's Maybe like, like 17. like 10 years. No, I mean, yeah, she's like 17, and he's like 12. So yeah, it's, it's like not this, like super weird. Oh, no, it's not like super weird, but, you know, she he, he looks at her as like, you An know. older lady. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, this is my wife, and she's yeah. older, and yeah, very attractive, and I like her a lot. So he's really upset, and of course Cersei is like um, pulling the strings on these religious people. And Olena Tyrell, who's kind of the matriarch of the Tyrell clan out of Highgarden, is also ticked. But Cersei's like playing like dumb, like, oh, we, we can't like get involved. It's a religious matter. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... um her plan kind of backfires because if you remember that she's had three children with her brother. brother. Also illegal in Westeros. Also illegal. Also so, illegal here. That, that's, uh, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't, just yeah. like the South. Um, well, the, the world. <laughs> just like the world. Just, just like the whole world. So um, little whisperings reach the High Sparrow. And so he has her brought in and questioned and... Um, you know, he asks her all these questions, and she doesn't really give him any information. So he throws her in one of the little dungeon rooms as well, and uh, throws Cersei in. Yeah, Cersei. Yes. And I think um, it's about that time that Marjorie and Loras like, go on trial. Like go on trial, fess up, do penance. Marjorie starts like being like, "Oh, I believe in all of this religious stuff," mm-hmm. and the High because, Sparrow is like, "Oh, well, you've reformed and you can go." Because the High Sparrow goes to Tommen. And, like, gets his closet. And so Tommen goes to Marjorie and is like, just say this. Just, yeah, you know. And so they get out. And, Marjorie uh, and Loras does. Yes. Cersei's still in prison. Yeah. Cersei's still in prison. So anyway, so um, what her penance is, is that she has to walk um, naked through the streets of um, King's Landing. Back to the Red Keep, which is the castle there. And um, 
people are lining the streets. Um, they've already cut her hair, so she has nothing to cover. Um, people are throwing things at her. Um, people are yelling, spitting on her, all this kind of stuff. Um, and a lot of people in the show kind of root for her in this moment, but if you've read the books, you don't, so don't root for her. Anyway, so, um, now we're going to move to, um, kind of like the Desert Kingdom, Dorne. I know we talked about it's kind of like Spain. Um, Jamie and Bronn, if you remember the, um, the guy that was with Tyrion for a while, he's now with Jamie. Can I just say that this little side thing on, of the show, terrible. Horrible. Horrible. They shouldn't have done this. No. It was annoying. It introduces the Sand Snakes. Yeah, which are Oberyn's... Oberyn Martell's nieces. Illegitimate children. No, I thought they were his nieces. Mm-mm, they're his illegitimate no, daughters. that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because and so, like, it, yeah. so like, if you're illegitimate in, in Winterfell, your last name's Snow. If you're illegitimate in... Um, uh, oh, crud. I think in the Tully, your last name's River. And if you're illegitimate in, um, in Dorne, your last name is Sand. Yes. So they're the yeah. sand snakes because they're illegitimate daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, so Princess Marcella was sent to Dorne kind of as a peacekeeping um, see, action. Tyrion did that when he was hand. Uh-huh. And what he did was he was trying to see who was uh, the leak in the small council. And so he said that he was going to send Marcella, the daughter, to one person. He said, I'm going to send her to... I can't remember what kingdom, but let's say like uh, uh, the Iron Islands or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he said to the other person, I'm going to send her to Dorne. And then Cersei comes and is like, how dare you send my daughter to Dorne? So that meant that he knew who was kind of spreading, getting information to Cersei. So I think I think the only reason she went to Dorne was simply for Tyrion to figure out who is kind of betraying him on the small council when he was hand. Yeah. Um, so, so she's there. Jamie and Bronn are... On this mission to save her, even though while she's been there, they've been treating her really well. Um, you know, there was really no reason they kind of mess all this stuff up. Um, so, Oberyn, um, you know, since he was killed by Cersei's champion at that one, you know, by the mountain, um, they think that she's in danger. So, they go down there. They fight the sand snakes. They get Marcella, and um, and they start to bring her back. Um, but while she's leaving, um, Oberyn's lover widow, widow kisses her on the lips before she gets on the boat, and like so, you know, you cut to Jamie and Marcella on the boat, and. Jamie is actually in the process of telling Marcella that he fathered Cersei's children. And Marcella is like, Dad, I know, I got this. And she starts bleeding from the nose, and she kills over. And she's dead. So, two children now dead. Tomlin so, is still alive. Two down, one to one go. One to go. Back up north, uh, Jon Snow uh, leads an attack to kind of rescue some wildlings from a major encampment uh, that's known as Hardhome. And while there, the White Walkers attack and all the Whites attack. And you really never knew how powerful they were, but it's like 
like, you know, before the fight scene, you have John, like, meeting all these wildlings, talking to them, and all of a sudden the war comes, and you can see how, like, just incredibly powerful walls don't really, like, the wooden walls don't hold them. But then the eeriest scene is when they, uh, all the Night's Watch and all of the uh, wildlings get on boats to sail uh, down past the wall, the big ice wall. The Night's King resurrects all of the wildlings and Night's Watchmen that died during the fight and turns them into part of his army. So it's just like every time you battle this army, it grows, which is a terrifying thing, that every time you battle the White Walkers, you get weaker, they get stronger. Now, can the other right, whites, how do you pronounce it? Whites. Whites. Like the color. Whites, okay. Can they be killed by the dragon glass too? I think any anybody can be killed by the dragon glass. Okay. I think so. Okay, I just want to check. Or just by straight up dragons. Um, so all of a sudden, like it just get it just got real up north because yeah. it's like this army is massive, it, it's growing, and it uh, it is very very powerful. And so they get back down uh, to uh, the Black Castle. Is that Castle Black uh, down mm-hmm. on the wall? And uh, a lot of the Night's Watch though is really are really upset that John, as Lord Commander, has let all of these wildlings like loosen to the southern lands, which is basically anything that's south of the wall. And uh, the uh, wildlings kind of are wreaking a little bit of havoc. Uh, John tries to give them kind of land. And the anyway, it ends up getting the Night's Watch really ticked off. They feel like John's betrayed them. And so they just straight up stab John to death. And at the end of the season, John is dead. Uh, dead as a doornail. See, now... Let me clarify something, though. In, in the show, they're doing this out of, like, malice, and they're do, like, they look kind of happy to be killing him. But in the books, like, they're, like, crying, and they're really sad that they feel like they have to do this, but they feel like it's their duty to keep the wildlings out. And so they feel like they have no other choice. I, I feel like you should know that. <laughs> I think the Night's Watch, when it was first started, like a billion years ago, it was started to keep the White Walkers out. But when the White Walkers went from a real threat to like a mythic mm-hmm. proportion, like a, you know, that's not real, legend or whatever, all of a sudden, really the job of the Night's Watch was to really keep the wildlings out. And so these are like, it's Night Watch versus the wildlings. And the fact that, John just mm-hmm. kind of declares that war over. Yeah. Um, and he's been really chummy with the wildlings. I think the Night's Watch are like, nope, we were, our job is to keep these people out and you let these people in. Because they have to take oaths. Like the Night's Watch, they have to go and take like these yeah. oaths. Yeah, but how many of them really follow that? I mean, I'm just saying. Okay. This season wraps up uh, back over in Essos. Uh, Daenerys is holding the like big city of Marine, And... Um, but unfortunately, uh, because of all the releasing of slaves, there's like an insurgents movement called the Sons of the Harpy uh, that have been just wreaking havoc in the city. And they're doing this big gladiatorial bout. Jorah brings uh, Tyrion uh, as a gift to her during this uh, gladiatorial bout. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, what looked like this like big celebration turns into an ambush by the Sons of the Harpy. And um, 
she gets rescued. It looks like it looks like she's going to get killed, and all of her people are going to get killed. But then all of a sudden, Drogon, that's the biggest of the three dragons, sweeps into the uh, kind of like Colosseum, and um, Danny hops on him, and he flies off to save her, and um, and he kind of kills all of the sons of the harpy, or a lot of them, and all the advisors, Tyrion now, Jorah. Uh, Miss Sandy, Grey Worm, they're all able to kind of get back to the main kind of capital pyramid and begin working out how to kind of bring control back over the city. Drogon takes Daenerys to some random place. You don't really know where it is, but you do know that uh, encircling around them is uh, a horde of Dothraki who she does not know. But the big problem is, is that she is the widow of a Dothraki leader, a cow, which means that when her cow died, she was supposed to go back to the like eternal horse city and stay celibate and in the temple for the rest of her life. She should not have like left and started her own army and started conquering and pillaging. And so she is about to be kind of imprisoned back in the Dothraki camp. And that ends this season. So just a reminder, um, we do not want anyone to rate or review our show, unless you are Lucas Triple. We don't have a website or any way that you can contact us because we have an audience of one. We want to thank the illustrious Terry, the greatest library ever erected by human hands. And that includes you, Library of Alexandria, for housing this award-winning podcast. And remember, you know nothing, Lucas Triple. <laughs>